Welcome to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. Each week, we'll be bringing you conversations about the mission of the Salvation Army right here in East Tennessee. For more information about the show and the work the Salvation Army is doing here in Knoxville, Tennessee, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org forward slash BTS. Or you can visit SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. And we are back with the... Salvation Armies behind the shield. I almost forgot what the show was called. Is that normal? <laughs> People do that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to go ahead and say that's normal. Okay. My name is Ron. We're hanging out with the dynamic duo. This is Lieutenants Rashad and Melissa Poole. Welcome to the Salvation Armies behind the shield. Thank you. We are you. both excited. Oh, yeah. Definitely very excited. Well, you seem excited. And, yeah. I, you know, you guys are here in a beautiful area. Oh, yeah. Sevierville, yes. Tennessee. And yes, I said Sevierville. All of good. all of my you family and good. friends here <laughs> would say not Sevierville, and that's <laughs> or Sevierville. Sevierville. That has not, been something that I did yeah. not realize that people said. I know, especially when they come to visit. Yeah, Sevierville, and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what was that? <laughs> Unfortunately, that is a thing uh, that does happen sometimes. But here it's Sevierville, and so thank you very much for what you do yeah. right here in the Sevierville core. And uh, for those of you that are listening, maybe you're not as familiar with the Salvation Army. Well, this show is designed with you in mind. Okay, so uh, a core is what we call a location of the Salvation Army. And it is sometimes also what we refer to as in the church. You know, if we want to refer to the church portion of the Salvation Army, we call it the core. Well, these guys serve in a core right here in Sevierville, Tennessee, and you guys have a lot of stuff going on. I mean, besides oh, yeah. the the ministry and stuff, you've actually got something else going on, right? Oh, yes, we do. And? And we are super excited to share that story with you today. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, baby. My bad. Yeah, like you jumped trying... again. I totally knew who he was going. Oh, Am I right? Exactly right. See? Yes, See? we are expecting our beautiful baby girl, Haven Everly Pool, to arrive with us in July. Um, so we are super excited about yes, that. You excited, babe? I'm I'm super excited. We've had such a great day today yeah. um, going to appointments and things like that. So yeah. I'm getting to see baby girl. It's been two and a half months, and yeah. uh, she is just growing, and she has cute little cheeks. That's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that's soon. Great. So soon. Okay. Well, that's very exciting news. And so outside – and. <laughs> You know, props to Lieutenant Rashad for, yeah. for catching up. That's Thank good. You, you, you kind of gave me that look. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I uh, want to talk about some things you guys have going on up here at the Severe yeah. Corps. So mm-hmm. what what is it that you guys are doing here? Whatever's, you know, like near near and dear to your heart. Wow, man. There's so much good ministry happening within Severe and Cott County. But we kind of wanted to highlight our youth, community youth programs that's happening mm-hmm. right here in the Smoky Mountains. Okay. We wanted to be different than any other Salvation Army. What could we offer specifically? Of course, because we have beautiful views, um, beautiful ministry. Um, And we decided that we were going to take a different approach on our youth programs. Mm -hmm. Um, We were going to open programs up to those that we have served within our community um, that have walked through our doors um, through social services. Yeah, so one of the things is, is that when we got here, we were like, what is unique about our area? What can we offer? And um, these youth programs were really something that we thought we could really um, hone into and do something different with. Um, And that also correlates to our pathway of hope, too. So there's a two there's twofold. Mm -hmm. So when people come in, when families come in, we connect their children to our programs. And so this is giving them an avenue of like allowing their children to have somebody to pour into them, give them different opportunities while the parents are also working on bettering themselves, um, helping to provide for their children in um, just in, 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 in more holistic ways than yeah. what they have been before. Right. Right. And okay. we offer a safe place for kids to come. So yes. every Tuesday, it's called Club Red Shield. Mm-hmm. We have about 25 to 35 kids that come through our doors. Yeah. Um, we have a wonderful time. I mean, from the time they walk through our doors, they are super busy doing educational uh, programs, STEM. Yeah. Um, there's our teenagers that are doing agriculture, and mm-hmm. they're also doing poultry. They're raising chickens behind the Salvation <laughs> Army. Yes. <laughs> Which is why I say we offer yeah. these amazing programs that maybe yeah. no other core is offering, but 
the kids love having the responsibility when they come to the Salvation Army here in Sevierville. Yeah. They know them are my chickens or them are my plants. <laughs> them are my plants that I are growing, those. right? Yeah. And they love, love that, that responsibility aspect of it. Yeah. And you know what's very unique is that um, we asked them what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So the first uh, last semester when we were working with them in the fall of 2022, mm-hmm. um, we kind of set up a rotation. We had STEM projects. We had art. We had music. We had all these different things. And then we were like, hey, what do you guys want to do next year? Yeah. And surprisingly, they were like, we want to raise chickens. We want And I was like, you, what? You want to raise chickens? Okay. And they're like, we, we want to have a farm. We want to have a farm. And I'm like, you guys, I mean, I get that we're in Sevierville. I mean, there's some farm, you know, yeah. land here. But I was yeah. like, really? They didn't want to do video games. They didn't want to do all these other things yeah. that you would think right off the, you know, the top of your head. Oh, we want a game room. No. Huh. They wanted to raise chickens and they wanted to just learn more about plants. Okay, and so I cool. was like, okay, how can we do this? Right. And, you know, without a drop of a hat, I was like, all right, babe, let's, let's get it done. Let's yeah. introduce this to them because yeah. they probably wouldn't get this anywhere else. And yeah. if they're not getting it at school, you know, they're not getting it at home. Why not give them that opportunity right. to right. build something? He talked about, um, uh, giving them that responsibility. Yeah. And I think that's something that we don't think about too much when it comes to children, mm-hmm. but giving them ownership of something is so important. It cultivates their yep. mind. It gets them thinking mm-hmm. really critical thinking as well. And it really impacts their growth as, as young people um, right. and on the process of becoming adults. Yeah. Right. And just to hit on what my wife hit on, we want to set our kids up for success, yes. right? So offering yeah. them life skills, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Things that when they grow up, they can be productive citizens. They know how to take care of animals. They know how to supply food on a table. Yeah. You know, they know how one of our programs we're teaching Spanish 101. So mm-hmm. how to have conversation with Spanish speakers and yeah. our kids thrive in that. They've they, been doing such a good job. I'm so proud have, of them. <laughs> but these children come from all walks of life. Yeah. So believe it or not, you know, Sevierville, Pigeon Forge, it's a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you come to our town, you see all the tourist attractions. Yeah. But I want you to know that right on the other side of that street, yeah. you're going to see those that are homeless those that are less fortunate, those that may be suffering with addiction. So there still is under-resourced poverty families within our community that yeah. need help. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. we, the Salvation Army of Sevierville and of Cott County, want to support. I love there's, that. There, yeah, there's, there's also another even avenue is that we've come off of COVID, right? Um, and you think about the families, like everybody was affected. It didn't matter what walk of life you came from, yeah. but there's just families now that are like, Hey, we're struggling. We need help. And so just being that avenue for them as well. So yes, we have mm-hmm. the under-resourced, we have all the other things, but our neighbors in our community, yeah. they're needing help and they're yeah. needing assistance. And yeah. so what's so neat is that through our programs, right, we get to do that. Um, of course we talk about our kids, but with pathway of hope, Um, we are touching the whole circle. So it's not just the children through our kids programs, but we're also impacting the families. And there is something that we're super excited about um, through our Pathway of Hope. Um, It is a transformational um, Mm -hmm. process. Um, We we ask them to come in, we interview them, and they're like, hey, if you really want to be a part of this, I mean, it's going to be a year-long program, but Mm -hmm. we're going to walk out life with you to see this 360, this transformation, or is it 180? It can be Point them in the opposite direction, yes. right? But it's a beautiful program where you can actually, as my wife can talk about, track hope. Yeah. So when somebody walks yes. through our doors, they fill out an assessment, they sit down with our case manager, and they're saying, you know, I, I feel hopeless here. I don't have any resources here. Nobody yeah. is around me. But by the time you have finished your case management, by the time we have walked um, life out with you, you know, because life is rough sometimes. Yeah. Yes. By the time they finished and they feel good, they do another assessment where they're able to actually mark yes i feel like i have hope i feel like i can be a productive citizen again mm-hmm. in severe county yeah. you know and that's the beautiful thing is we want to be known as the hope dealers in our community yeah yeah, yeah we be- we definitely want to work our way out of a job yeah, <laughs> let's true. just be honest um we want to see families impacted we want to see them from step one all the way until the end and yeah. they might end with us but continue going on and then we get to see you know what god has really done in their lives yeah. um and then also just giving them those resources I love the idea, and I always say this, um, you feed a man a fish, right, for the day, Mm -hmm. right? You feed him. 
great, he has food. But if you teach a man to fish, if you teach a family the skills they need, Mm -hmm. you feed them for a lifetime, right? right? And so that's the idea of really transformational, empowering people to have hope, giving them the life skills and things like that. And so with our programs, uh, this is what I'm really excited for, is that as these kids have been growing and planting um, all these beautiful vegetables, Mm -hmm. that uh, we get to take what they have and teach their family and give it to their families as well. So um, there's things that we're trying to do programs with um, crock pots, trying to get different things like that. Um, to teach the family how to to make easy meals rather than getting stuff from boxes or you know right. whatever from the frozen food section. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to sometimes, but yeah, yeah. using fresh ingredients that the children that their children planted themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's just transformational because then the child is part of the process, yeah. right? So it's a family yeah. change. It's not just a parent change, but it's a family change, which right. then impacts not one yeah. generation, but the next generation oh, yeah. and then the generation after you that. You know what's so yeah, cool is that uh, last week during Club Red Shield, we were oh. able to go out to the greenhouse <laughs> and harvest all the lettuce that they had been growing. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, kids, how are we dividing this lettuce up? Who's taking what home? And so everybody's hands shot up. I wish I had plenty of lettuce. <laughs> us to go around but it's just pure example of what lieutenant melissa is speaking on about how you know they are able to take their product what they are growing back to their family mm-hmm. and that's a life skill right yes. kids know how to do you know productive things to support their family mm-hmm. and i want to speak for a moment about a, a story of hope that we have recently discovered um, beth and cheyenne mm-hmm. perfect example of what is happening here in severeville oh, yeah. um, do you want to speak on that lieutenant yeah, I can definitely do that. Lieutenant. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, babe. You just yeah. gave me authority. <laughs> um, but yeah, so one of the things, it was back um, last year, uh, we had a family come in and they were in dire need. They, there was a big need that they um, that they were requesting and um, there was some other things going on and there was fear. They needed to get out of the situation that they were in and we were able to assist them within two hours of yeah. be able to get them out of that situation oh. and get them into a safe location. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that case management, through that relationship building with this family, we saw transformation in the child and in the mother. Um, and through months of just sitting down, walking through um inspiring hope because when they came in there was no hope whatsoever they were like we've reached all of our resources we've done everything we can we've been homeless for three years couch surfing all these different things and they were able to to connect with us and we were like well let's see what we can do we're gonna jump on it and we did and through just sitting with them working with them Um, At the end of our time with her, she was like, you guys have really just given me the hope that I need. You've given me the skills that I need. And we couldn't have done that unless she was on board with it, 100%. And she was like, I need change in my life. I can't live the way that I am anymore, and I can't allow this to happen to my daughter. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, I want something better for my child. And I was like, okay, well, let's do it. And she came to every meeting. She wasn't late. She um, was all about doing you know the the um the processes of like how do you build a budget how do you save money how do you get a bank account how do you do all these little things um how do you write a resume what do i shop for when i want to go um and uh purchase items for a job interview you know Mm. things like that and even cleaning i know that sounds very basic but Mm. it is because so many people like we don't we don't know those processes sometimes especially if we haven't been raised or taught that way um and so we sat down and we showed her these things we walked side by side these are difficult things sometimes right Mm -hmm. um to even talk about because it's it can be embarrassing but it was so beautiful that she came with such a humble spirit to say teach me yeah. Because I know that I can't do it on my own. I've already tried. Yeah. Um, and then seeing how God's grace and mercy came in into that as well. And to see how she became encouraged, how she became self-sufficient, how all these different things um, just led the way to her yeah. graduating from our program That's and true. getting a job, uh, getting a car because she didn't have right. one. And then seeing the transformation of her daughter just blew us away. The it daughter really transformation was wild. Yeah. Now, the beautiful thing is, 
you know, somebody who wasn't giving back to our community, was hopeless, didn't have a place to stay, is now being an effective citizen yes. of our community. Being yeah. able to give back, to work in our community, can be stable now. Yeah. And we're just so amazed at the pathway of hope um, when people do come in and they really want transformation in their lives or when they're down on their luck and they're saying, just help me, I need help. Mm -hmm. And we're able to extend that hand. You know, yeah. we are totally about not just being a handout. We're just not a, right. a organization just handing out, but we want to mm -hmm. walk alongside life with you. Yeah. And life is hard sometimes, but when we are able to see that one transformation or that daughter that comes into our doors every Sunday for church or youth programs Singing on Tuesday nights. in the nights, car now, not being so quiet. Right. It's just great. It's like, beautiful what? to yeah. see. You know, we're about one transformation at a time. And the one thing I think that just impressed me by um, both Cheyenne and Beth is the spirit, like the, the teachable spirit that they came with. Right. Um, they, a lot of people who come in, you know, we really want to be able to connect with them. We really want to work with them. But there's not always that teachable spirit mm -hmm. because so much is just blinding and so much is just so heavy on their shoulders, Right. Um, I love that William Booth um, was all about, all about really impacting families. You can't um, minister to somebody when they have all these other things going on around them. Yeah. And so that's why I'm so grateful that the Salvation Army is like, you know what? Let's help with these yeah. physical, actual burdens that you mm -hmm. have right here, right. right? Paying for rent, paying for things like we're able to help them in that. But then let's teach you things. Let's give you the word of God yeah. so that it helps you navigate your life Absolutely. because it really, it's transformational. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit that people are changed. And um, it's just, it's incredible. I love it. it. We do have to go to a break yeah. right now. And we're going to have our weekly devotional, but we're going to be back with more from you guys because you guys are just really getting into the meat of what you oh, guys yeah. are doing up here. Yeah. And we want to hear more about that. So uh, for those of you that are listening, uh, we'll have our weekly devotional coming up next. After that, we are going to have more with Lieutenants Rashad and Melissa Poole here in Sevierville, Tennessee. So please don't go anywhere. And welcome back to The Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. I'm your host, Ron Day, and I'm truly glad that you are back with us. This week's devotional, we're going to talk just a little bit about what it means to be afraid, what it means to have fear in your life. And uh, for those of you that have never been afraid, you, you know, may have something to teach the rest of us. However, there are many of us who do experience fear on a fairly regular basis and want to share just a little bit uh, of how the Word of God deals with that. And um, there are scriptures that are pretty common to us for those of us who have been in the church for a while and um, have been part of the, the Christian faith for a while. We've heard these things. And sometimes it's harder to, to, to live our lives by, these, by this, what scripture has to say. You know, it's easy to read it. It's easy to recite it. Oftentimes, though, it's very difficult to apply it to our lives. And the truth is, so much of what we hear sometimes might be conceptually, you know, easy to, to grasp. And we think, yeah, that's, that's it right there. That's what I need. I understand that. Unfortunately, we wind up either bogged down with life, with things, with, uh, with you know, issues, with <laughs> things that happen in our lives. It could be family and work and, and, uh, and other things that go on in our lives that we get bogged down with so often. And we forget that God's actually given us, you know, the keys to all of these things and the answers to all these questions that we have. And so often, you know, fear is something that can wind up being something normal to us, even though it really shouldn't be to a child of God. Now, we're human, you know. It makes sense we're going to be afraid sometimes. But God's given us exactly what we need. And, you know, and so many times, again, we forget. But the first passage of Scripture, and this is one that many of us uh, who have been in the Christian faith for a while have heard, we recite it, we hear it, um, but do we live it? And it says simply this. It's in the second book of Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7. says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And you might think to yourself, well, I'm, I'm pretty sound-minded, you know. I mean, I've got a sound mind. I'm not, you know, not losing my grip or anything. And that's probably true. But 
sometimes we can be so afraid that we kind of lose a little bit of our temperance, a little bit, little, we lose a little bit of our self-control and um, that can be difficult. You know, as many times we like to think we're in control. We like to feel that way, even if we're not. But the truth is the kingdom of God is the only place where surrender equals victory. The world would tell you that's not true, but in the kingdom of God, we throw our hands up in the air and we say, I surrender all to Almighty God. And we say, my life is yours. I no longer have an agenda of my own. The Apostle Paul said, you are bought with a price. You're not your own. You are bought with a price. And that price was paid on the cross through Jesus Christ. And to remember that, to know that that he did not give us a spirit of fear. He actually gave us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and of a sound mind. Sometimes we can get overwhelmed emotionally, mentally, psychologically. We feel like we cannot manage our thoughts and our concerns and our fears. But the truth is, God's always right there, ready to help us. The next passage of Scripture I want to share with you is from the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Man, don't be anxious about anything. That's difficult. There's so many things for us to be anxious about and nervous about. But in everything, and that's the, the second part of that, is not to just not be anxious about it, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. We offer God thanks for things that maybe we haven't seen materialize yet, but we still begin to thank him and we praise him for it because we're already expecting that he's going to come through. He's going to follow through just as he promised he always would. And it says that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We should have people asking us, how is it that you can remain so calm with all of this going on around you? The circumstances haven't changed. We are, might still be in the midst of a storm, but we can still hold fast. There was a, a person who, who has some, some fame and celebrity, but he said recently, um, and actually it might have, been, might have been a lot of years ago, but I'm remembering what he said recently, and that is that you have to remember in the dark what you saw in the light. And so all those times when things are going well and the circumstances are good and the sun is shining brightly, we remember those times when the sun isn't shining, when it's dark, when circumstances are bad and things look bleak and we may be on the verge of losing hope. We can say, you know what? I remember I remember what God showed me in the light. And so even though I'm in the dark, I still know. I remember what God showed me. So the last passage I want to share with you today uh, during this devotional, it's Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. It says, For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what men shall do to me. There's no reason for us to truly be afraid. There are going to be times when we're going to be nervous and concerned. And there's going to be times when when we think to ourselves, I just don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know how I'm going to make it anymore. Perhaps there are bills that are unpaid, and you're not sure how that's going to get paid. Perhaps you've been, you were laid off from a job that you really counted on and and that maybe even you liked and, and somehow that has ended and you're not sure what's going to happen. I've been there. I know that can be very, very scary, but trust me when I tell you that God is faithful to his word. He's faithful to his promises. And if we will choose faith instead of fear, 
You're going to see miracles begin to happen in your life. God has called you to a purpose, and he is is certain to show up and to show out in your life if you are devoted completely to him. It doesn't mean only good things are going to come your way. What it does mean is that even the bad things are going to work together for your good because you love the Lord and you are called according to his purpose. Trust in that today, that when we surrender ourselves to God and we tell God, you know what, I know, I acknowledge that I am not my own. I am bought with a price. I belong to you, and I am completely sold out to your will in my life, and I surrender completely to you. I have learned that I don't want to be in control. (laughs) Because most of the time, if I'm in control and I'm making the decisions, there is a huge opportunity for mistake. I can tell you this too, that even in the midst of those mistakes, even in the wake of those bad choices, God is still there and he will still carry you. He will still restore you and remake you into something that is even better than before. You can trust him to do that. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He is there for us all the way until the end of the age. So, that being said, the next time you're faced with a choice between fear or faith, I would encourage you to choose faith and begin to pray. Make your petitions known to God and do that with thanksgiving. And I promise you, he's going to always be faithful to take care of us. Hi, and welcome back to the Salvation Armors Behind the Shield. Again, my name is Ron. We're hanging out with the uh, dynamic duo. I keep calling you guys that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Lieutenants so Rashad and Melissa Poole. And I just learned uh, that there has not been a couple at this core in Sevierville in how long? 20 plus years. Yes. Wow, yeah. 20 plus years. And so you guys are the first couple in that long. And... I can already tell that you guys are excited about what you do. In our last right. segment, you you shared a couple of stories, very specific stories about folks that have that you've been able to engage with. Um, uh, please share a little bit more with us about what you guys are doing here. Oh wow! So where do I even begin? So I want to start well <laughs> saying that me and Melissa were newly appointed here. Yep. Um, my beautiful wife was commissioned and ordained before I arrived. Mm-hmm. I arrived a year later here in Sevierville, Tennessee. We've been hard at work within our community over the last two years. Just trying to build relationships, Mm -hmm. community engagement, and, you know, our services spread the word of what we offer to those who need it most within our community. Because um, after we arrived and we sat down and we, we, we scoped out the community, we said, okay, what's important? Where do we need community engagement? Where do we need to educate those who maybe know nothing about the Salvation Army? Um, And then where do we form community partners? Mm -hmm. That has been on our hearts. Yeah, so um, the, the year that I was here by myself, uh, I was tasked by our DCs to make bring awareness of what the Salvation Army is doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been here for over, I think it's 26 years now, mm-hmm. but there's stuff going on but the community wasn't as involved or they had been and there was just, they want, they wanted more is what they told me. And I said, okay, let's do it. So that's basically what I did. I would go to meetings. I would stay outside the courthouse. I try to connect (laughs) with the people, you know, just going around and just trying to make partnerships and tell the story of the Salvation Army here in Sevierville, Mm -hmm. what that looks like, how long we've been here, what has been going on and just getting our name out really. And that was such a fun year for me um, to do connecting with, uh, local disaster and just doing different things um, and just making and building those relationships um, that can create long lasting um, touching um, touch marks is, I guess it was what I want to say to the community. Mm -hmm. But uh, as my husband said, to seek, educate and to cultivate, um, that's kind of our goal. That's our 2022, 2023 goal. And I hope it continues on into 2024 because we're seeking out people um, who need to know more, right? Mm -hmm. Like we want them to know more about what the Salvation Army is doing, whether that be um, within our services, right? Mm -hmm. Seeking out families who need services um, or seeking out community members who are like, hey, 
this is what we're doing. Check out this, you know, just kind of informing them really about what's been going on, what we're going to do and what we want to continue to do in the future ahead and how we can really impact our neighbors. Mm -hmm. Like it's severe County, right. Or cock County. Mm -hmm. How can we impact our neighbors? Right. And kind of sell people on the mission of the Salvation Army. A lot Mm -hmm. of people, you know, only think of the Salvation Army, a a thrift store or ringing bells at Christmas time, but we are so, so much more, especially here in Sevierville. You know, we have women's ministries, men's ministries. We have our social service program that Mm -hmm. runs Monday through Friday, you know, and then we have our church programs, youth programs, community outreach. There's, there's such a wide variety of services that the Salvation Army can offer. And we want, again, as my wife said, to just educate those who have a passion to serve others or have a passion to do good within their community. Mm -hmm. We want to get them on board to help us fulfill the mission of the Salvation Army. Yeah. So we're seeking, we're looking for people who are inspired to want to change and bring change to people's lives. And so that can just, you know, it's across the board. Who can we do that? You're saying that you might need volunteers from time to time. Oh yeah. From time (laughs) to time. Yes. No, we need volunteers. We want to build a volunteer basis. Um, Just really like to bring people alongside and and just walk out this mission with us, you know, come on board with us because there's so much to do. And, um, And, you know, when you branch out and you bring people, alongside and you walk um, this out and you show them what we're doing Mm -hmm. like they get excited themselves and they're like going to go tell their friends and they're like hey I'm inspired to do more I want to see people's lives changed and not just like be changed like you know for the day Mm -hmm. but be completely radically changed for their life and so I think it's just it's a beautiful thing and so come on volunteers we need you that is very true (laughs) and what I tell everybody who calls or walks through our doors that wants to be part of the Salvation Army Sevierville Mm -hmm. I said me and Lieutenant Melissa can't do this alone. We can't do the mission by ourselves. It is your community. This is your home. So we need you to help transform lives. And there's so many different avenues, right? So you have volunteers for youth programs. You have volunteers for community events. You have maybe have volunteers that answer the phone or file papers. There's such a wide variety here in our little Smoky Mountain core Mm -hmm. that where you can become involved in the Salvation Army. Absolutely. And one of those, uh, one of the things that reminds me that when we were talking about the things that people don't know about the Salvation Army, and one of those is that we are a church. And so if you live in, in, Sevier, in Sevier County or the area here, oh, yeah. um, and around Pigeon Forge in that area, if you don't have a church home, yeah. you could have one right here at the Salvation Army. And uh, if you don't care, tell people where they could find you, like like whether on the web or even in right. person. Where, how can they find you? How can they locate you? So our Center for Worship and Service is on 806 West Main Street. Okay, It's on Chapman Highway, right across from the brand new animal shelter. Um, yes, again. Oh, animal hospital. Ho- animal hospital. Yeah. They, they remodeled, and so it looks fabulous over there. So it's the, yeah, it's the animal hospital. But our services on Sunday start at 10 a.m. We have okay. youth and adult Bible study, mm-hmm. um, Sunday school, and then we go into our holiness meeting at 11 o'clock. Yeah. We would love to have you you're only a visitor one time, yes. then you are family. Wow. Are family. Yeah. One time. Yeah. One time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's something that stuck with me um, as I've connected with other Salvation Armies. There was, uh, I would hear that in different ways, yeah. um, but it always stuck out with me with my first um, core that I ever went to. But uh, I love it. I love that he was like, yes, you're only family once. And I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> it's That's a great. beautiful thing. You can also find us at SalvationArmySevierville.org. Okay. Or you can call our office directly yeah. at 865-908-4010. Again, that's 865-908-4010. But we really want to get anybody and everybody, your mom, dad, grandparents, yep. you know, anybody on board with what the Salvation Army is doing here in Sevier County. Yep. Yeah, it's impacting our community. Yeah. He said, you know, that we're, we're, we're officers. We're here for a short time. They usually mm-hmm. have us here for a couple years. But it, it doesn't, when we leave, that doesn't mean that it right. should stop. Yeah. Like there should be people who are built up here to continue on that mm-hmm. mission because this is your community. Right. This, these are your people. So what you're saying is that this is their Salvation Army yes. course. It really is, 100%. Exactly. 100%. So if you're listening out there, and you've always thought of the Salvation Army as this organization that's kind of outside of your scope, just look at it this way. It's actually your Salvation mm-hmm. Army. That's right. Sevierville Corps. For you, for you that live in Sevier County, Cock County, this is your Corps. It These is. are your yeah. folks. Lieutenants Rashad and Melissa Poole, they're yours. Yeah, <laughs> we are yours. You tell us what to do, and we'll go do it. That's right. <laughs> 
So please give them a call. Uh, and I want to have Lieutenant Rashad give that number one more time and also the website, please. Yeah, it's 865-908-4010. That is our Salvation Army Center for Worship and Service mm-hmm. Administrative Office. Again, that's 865-908-4010. Or you could go to SalvationArmySevereville.org. Visit us and like us on Facebook as well, backslash Severe and Cock County, the Salvation Army. All right. Well, you heard it. Uh, please reach out to them. They need volunteers. They can certainly use your help. Yes. Now, I know that you have other things going on, and we have a little time left in this segment. I'd like for you guys just to share something else that may be dear to your heart that you've got going on today. Yeah. So um, just a few things. Uh, it makes me think about um, when we come uh, to our services, um, specifically our worship. He he met, he met said something earlier. He said holiness meeting, and I wanted to mm-hmm. touch base on this. A lot of people don't realize holiness meeting. It's just our worship service. Right. Um, we have okay. different terms that we use within the Salvation Army, um, but a holiness meeting is just a gathering of believers coming together to worship mm-hmm. um, our Heavenly Father. And um, we have been so inspired by our, our church people, how um, they've been coming in, and they've been wanting to participate. Yes. Um, and I've been listening to different um, podcasts, listening to different videos, um, specifically Francis Chan. And he loves to talk about getting your people involved because every person that is a believer, um, they have been called by God. That's right. Everybody. So it's not just your pastor up there that's having to do the work, but you are called as individuals. And what a beautiful thing it is um, to inspire discipleship, to inspire people um, to become more involved. And a beautiful thing that has happened is that um, if you want to become a member, right, of the church um, in any denomination, um, you go through classes. Well, we call these soldier classes. Um, and so our um, we've had, what was it? Was it seven total? Yes, seven. Yeah, seven people become soldiers and junior soldiers and so it's young people who want to do more for the lord and uh who are on fire for god um and just wanting to give out give back what they have been given by our heavenly father and so to see um these transformations in people's lives yes they're believers but they're like i want to do more for god i have that inkling i feel like there's something within me that needs to give back and do more and we're all called to do more we're called to go and make disciples and to see the process of what god has done and the lives of the people here at the Salvation Army Corps um, is just a blessing. It's beautiful. Just to see that cultivation of the spirit, right? Mm. So when we meet someone and they, they, they start coming to church and they become a church member and being able to actively walk out discipleship with them. Me and Melissa firmly believe in one-on-one discipleship, holding Mm. each other accountable in the Christian community, um, being vulnerable with one another. Um, that is what, uh, believers should do. That is what Christians should do. And of course, we want to provide every Sunday, our chapel, our our building is a place where we want people to belong, where we want yeah. people to feel like they are home. That's yeah. why I say you're only a visitor once, then right. this is your home. Right. But we are totally about planning and cultivating an atmosphere of worship that is different. Yeah. That isn't just strictly um, all routine, but is we allow the Holy Spirit to, to move. move within yes. our service. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So theologically yeah. uh, speaking, yeah. so that someone, if someone's thinking, maybe they're, they're thinking, you know, uh, maybe I wouldn't mind going to church out there sometime. What, what theologically, mm-hmm. what, what are, and we've covered this in other, when we talked about other cores, but theologically, where's the Salvation Army at? How would you describe their theology? Yeah, very Wesleyan, I would say. Yes, yeah. Wesleyan. Wesleyan. We come from the Methodist background. Okay. Mm-hmm. We are Salvationist. We do have our okay. own denomination because right. we are in 132 plus countries, which okay. blows my mind I when I think it. about it. I think mm-hmm. it's incredible. We are something, we are a part of something so much bigger than just the Smoky Mountains yeah. in 132 countries. But um, yeah, we are Salvationist, um, branched off from the Wesleyan Church. Uh, from the Methodist background, and William Booth is our founder. I mm-hmm. mean, the passion and desire that William Booth had when he founded the Salvation Army, when he saw the needs of the drunkards and the alcoholics and the drug addicts and the homeless on the streets of London, England, and said, I'm going to do something about yes. this. Yeah. You know, and he brought transformation. He opened up doors, he brought them people into church, and he mm-hmm. let the Holy Spirit move. And that's what transformed those people's yeah, lives. Yeah, it really yeah. was a movement. And I love yeah. this because I think it's so fine. And I'll just, it branches back to 
every little aspect about the Salvation Army. Yes, we're a church. Yes, we do social services. But soup, soap, and salvation. That's right. And I talked a little bit about this in the first segment, is that um, soup, if someone is hungry, we have to feed them mm-hmm. because their thoughts, where they're going to be at, Oh, my stomach's growling. I'm hungry. I want to eat. I need Mm -hmm. something. I haven't eaten for days. Um, Soup, soap, right? Mm -hmm. We got to be clean, you know? Right. And physically, at that time, they were, I mean, they were living um, in the streets, right? And and there was probably no pavement, you know? They had dirt roads, all kinds of stuff. Um, But you had to think about it. It was 1865, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 1865. So you had to to be clean. Right. You give them some food. You give them some soap to, to clean up and to feel good and feel refreshed, right? And then um, soup, soap, and salvation. You share the gospel of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and how transformative that really is. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? is Even though that was so far ago with William Booth and his vision, soup, soap, and salvation, to get to one man, to get to their right. soul, mm-hmm. it still is today. It is. That is the 100%. way we get to those who walk through our door. Oh, yeah. Um, feed them, clothe them, meet their immediate needs, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to bring Jesus Christ to you. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where we see transformation happen. That's good stuff. Yeah. And I love that. So if you'd like to be a part of what they're doing here, and I'm not sure how you could say no after, right. after this. That's a pretty good pitch. For being the hands um, and feet of Jesus. <laughs> so for those of you that would like to, to be a part of what they're doing volunteer-wise, or even as a soldier, be a part of their church yeah. here, uh, that we would love for you to reach out to them. I'm going to have, uh, we do need to go to a break, but I'm going to have Lieutenant Rashad, if you would please, to give the contact information again, how they can get a hold of yeah. you. We are located at 806 West Main Street in Sevierville off Chapman Highway, the Salvation Army for Center of Worship and Service. You can call Call us at 908-4010. That's 865-908-4010. Or visit us on the Salvation Army Facebook page serving Sevier and Cock County. Fantastic. Well, please don't go anywhere. We are going to be back in just a little bit after this break. And uh, we will wrap things up here with Lieutenants Rashad and Melissa Poole. So please do not go anywhere. And welcome back to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. Again, my name is Ron, and we have been hanging out with the dynamic duo lieutenants, <laughs> Rashad and Melissa Poole, here at the Sevierville, Tennessee Corps. Yes. And uh, we've been talking about a lot of stuff that you guys oh, yeah. are up to, and you guys are, are very good at expressing those things, and I'm very grateful for that, because yeah. as a show host, it's difficult sometimes. <laughs> I understand. Uh, I'm not having to pull anything out of you guys. You guys are doing very good. Oh, we could go that. all day. We okay. have good. stories to share. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are going to have to have you guys on for another episode sometime We'd in the future. Yes. Um, but regarding some of the things that we've talked about, what are some things that you'd like to to leave our audience with, you know, to think about and to to kind of just digest about their Sevierville, Sevierville core here in Sevierville, Tennessee? Oh, man, there's so much. But I think if me and my wife could narrow it down mm-hmm. – to a few things is to let those that live in Sevier and Cock County know that we are making a difference yeah. yes, to 100%. those who need it most within our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we are here to cultivate community. We're here to cultivate love and um, share the gospel of Jesus Christ through yeah. salvation. What will, the story of salvation. That's, right? It really is a story of salvation. And we want to be that safe place yeah. where yeah. Whether, whether it's a single mom or a single dad or youth or teens without parents. Grandparents raising children, yes. uh, their grandchildren. That's a huge thing as well. We it just want to show like give them support and know that they have a place to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Our doors are always open. Uh, this is our safe haven. This yeah. is our safe home. Oh, just like our baby. Yes. <laughs> haven. Well, yeah. is there any, are, are there any, is there anyone, if they were to show up and say, hey, I yeah. need some help, is there anyone you would turn away? No. We, uh, no. So one <laughs> of the things. I kind of thought not. that was the answer, but yeah. I, you know. One of the things that uh, I was first asked, right? I said, yeah. I, whoever walks through these doors, mm-hmm. whoever comes through to our services, um, I want to give them my best yes. Yeah. We want to give them right. our best yes. If we don't have the services, guess what? That means I'm going to go find somebody who does yeah. and make sure that they're connected. I'm going to give them a name when before they leave, and I'm going to give them a number and an address and a location. I'm yeah. going to already call those people saying, hey, I am sending so-and-so to you. Because can you imagine if someone comes to my door and I say, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't do that, yeah. and then just 
let them go and say, oh, here, here's a number you can go and maybe yeah. call them and connect. I don't want to do that. I right. want to give them a place. I want to give them something that's tangible that's that can really help them. Yeah, we're not about we're not in the business about somebody that's already wandering in the desert, you know, needing that assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, they come in and, and if we just send them right back out, back into the wandering, we're not bringing that transformation. We're not equipping right. them. And so the beautiful thing, I think, about Sevier County, being in this appointment, and even Cott County, is knowing that our other agencies, yes. we partner together. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Like, we are so on board with each other. We love to work hand-in-hand hand to provide services so that yeah. we can bring effective transformation to those families that need it here in Sevier I County. I think that yeah. has been the thing that's blown me away the most is that, I got here and they're like, Hey, you need to go to this meeting. And I said, okay. So I went to this mm-hmm. meeting and then everybody was like, how can we work together? And I'm like, this is beautiful. Right. Cause yeah. when you think about, um, if we're all on the same mission, right. We all, but we all do different things. Mm-hmm. Um, how much more can we impact a community? How much yeah. more can we do, do things? Right. Yeah. So like if you're cleaning, right. And it's just by yourself and you have this whole warehouse, it's going to take you a long time. But if you have a whole group of people coming mm-hmm. alongside you, yeah. it's going to be easy peasy. And so transformation can happen when we partner and we work together yeah. in the same common mission and goal. So what you're saying yeah. is the severe core of the Salvation Army makes things easy peasy. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I hope <laughs> so. We try. <laughs> we we try our best. We try. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, what else uh, would you like to leave our audience with? What else would you like them to know about you? Whether it's about you two as officers or, or about the Salvation Army or about the Sevierville Corps? Oh, wow. Well, you can know this about Lieutenant Rashad Poole is that I'm a huge Dolly fan. So if oh, Dolly is out there <laughs> listening at all, I love you, Dolly. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, story time then. So <laughs> let's do this. We went to Dolly. Um, Dollywood. Dollywood on, yeah. Dolly. Yeah. We went to Dollywood on opening day, right? Yes. This past spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so sorry. It literally is <laughs> so humorous to me. Um, we tried to make it in to be a part of the meeting. Unfortunately, we didn't pay, you know, get the ticket to do that, but we waited in line to see if we could, you know, if they take some straggling people and they took some, but we weren't, we didn't make it on the list. Um, but we knew there was a back road and we knew that she <laughs> had to exit. So there is a section of the park where they pause everybody, they open the doors mm-hmm. and you drive, she, whoever is there singing, doing, yeah. you know, all their performers, they probably go through this area and so we just waited patiently and all of a sudden security guards came and we were like, oh, it's going <laughs> to happen. Here she comes. It's going to happen. <laughs> and we just waited and she drove by and we just we were like, hello, hello. Well, <laughs> we did it again the second we day. We came back the second day because on the video I heard or something like that. Yes. That was, that was the second day. That right? was the second day. That was the second day. Hold on. Let me okay. rewind. So we're still going. He decided to make a poster. A giant poster yes. with many Salvation Army shields on it. There's shields <laughs> and it says Sevierville loves Dolly. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. He did a really great job. I was very proud well, of yeah. that. Yeah. He's well, very crafty. Something beautiful to know even about Dolly. I know this isn't her spotlight show, but just to tell a little bit when she moved to Nashville from Sevierville yeah. and was trying to make it right. Yeah. Um, she could. Very beginning. From the very beginning, she couldn't go home um, one Christmas because her parents couldn't afford to send her back home. Mm -hmm. So what she did is she went down to the local Salvation Army on Christmas Day. She went to the kitchen and she helped serve Christmas meal. And and they also gave her a hot meal. So right there tells me that Dolly has a heart for others. And so that second day I went back, I held up that sign in the middle of the road (laughs) where I blocked her van, kind of. (laughs) And I know she saw our sign because she banged on the side of her van and it was beautiful. Um, I couldn't be face to face with her. That will happen one day. I know I'm trusting. It will. will. Oh, this is what I was going to say. So the day before the knocking, right. Um, we saw her go through the parade. Oh yeah. That's what it was. And he yelled, he was like, do you love Jesus? And she looked right at him and pointed and said, yes, I do. And I was like, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And amen. Um, but it's, I mean, there's thousands of people there's, well, yeah, there was thousands of people there. Yeah. Distractions. Right. (laughs) But I love the fact that she stopped to answer his question. Yeah. Right. That just shows like she does love the Lord and she's adamant about like, people in general. So all the things that were going on, all the yelling, all the screaming, all the, you know, Dolly, Dolly, Dolly. She heard him say, do you love Jesus over the crowd? And she stopped and she answered. And who would we be if we did not spot like Dolly's hometown? Absolutely. 
She was born and raised here. There's so (laughs) many incredible things about this place um, that are inspiring. And to even listen to her music and to to hear her songs and so family oriented. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. is. And it's such a blessing that we get to even be a part of it. I'm like, Lord, how did we even get here? You're sending us to a place that usually has a a single officer, but now there's a couple here. I mean, come on. And the sky is the limit, right? So there's so much good stuff, so much cultivation, Mm -hmm. you know, even to think, you know, um, that we have grown our youth by 80% yeah. or our church congregra- wow. congregation by like 60%. It blows our mind. Cause we've only yeah. been here two years. Yeah. So. Well, technically just one for you and then yeah. one for me, but still <laughs> yeah. the, the combination of is two. And so seeing what one year looked to the other mm-hmm. right. and the growth that has happened, yeah. God's blessing, God's moving, yeah. and people in Sevier County, their lives are being impacted and changed. And we need people to be part of that, yes. that yes. transformation. Come on, people. Yeah. And so, as we've mentioned before, in case you missed it, yeah. uh, they do need volunteers from time yes. to time we uh, do. to help them carry out this work. And we would love for you to be a part of yes. that uh, right here at the Sevierville Core in Sevierville, Tennessee. It's a beautiful place. If you don't live in Sevierville, you don't have to live in Sevierville or Sevier County no. to be a part of this court, to come here and help. By all means, please reach out to them. I'm going to have Lieutenant Rashad one last yes. time give the contact information where they can find you guys. So we are on 806 West Main Street off Chapman Highway. You'll see our big, beautiful sign outside that says the Salvation Army Center for Worship and Service. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on SalvationArmySevereville.org and hit us up on Facebook, the Salvation Army Severeville, serving Severe and Cock Counties. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys so much for, for just sitting with me today and humoring me yeah. uh, during the show. It's been great. This has been so much fun. We well, really yeah. appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you guys and all that you do up here. Cool. And please keep up the good work. And uh, you guys truly are doing the most good yeah. uh, right here in Sevierville, Tennessee, and Cock County yeah. as well. And so thank you. And uh, we're going to be praying for you guys as you continue to do your work. And we are going to have you guys on a future episode as well because yeah. we're going to want updates, yes. especially after the new edition comes and yes. you have a, a brand new soldier yes. uh, right here. Sorry, I was about to be like, oh, you mean Dolly? <laughs> <laughs> no, our junior soldier. My little baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for those of you out there that would like to learn more about the show, you can find us at SalvationArmyRadio.org. Um, also, please, just uh, keep us in mind in Knoxville, too, if you'd like to check out Knoxville. Mm-hmm, SalvationArmyInKnoxville.org. Doing good things. Until next time, please, go out and do the most good yes. for everyone that you meet. Thanks for listening to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. If you have an idea for a guest or for any questions about the show, reach out to us at ron.day at uss.salvationarmy.org. Or you can visit salvationarmysoundcast.org forward slash BTS for more information.